May I help you? I'm just checking things out. Are you looking for something in particular? No, well, yeah. Uh, something conservative. Yes. You got my stuff. Thank you. How much is this? I don't think this would fit you. Well, I didn't ask if it would fit. I asked how much it was. How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. It's very expensive. Look, I got money to spend in here. I don't think we have anything for you. You're obviously in the wrong place. Please leave. Marcia. Yep, the film that taught women and me, if you wanted to be a prostitute, there was a chance to get Prince Charming if you owned a pair of thigh-high boots, which I do. And um, you're not wearing, thankfully. I ended up at A&E because I <laughs> fell over and broke my ankle. Pretty Woman is what we're doing. What a film. It's you. Yeah, hiya. How you doing? You're on, mate. I'm very good. I'm very, I'm very, very good. And you know what? I forgot how much I actually enjoyed this film, even though some people might laugh at me, even though it arguably is one of the ultimate chick flicks of the early 90s. Well, it is 1990, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, really nice story. I, I like this film. I haven't seen this film for a long time. I mean, a man... Um, Basically, who's lost in a Hollywood stops and asks directions from a prostitute who's Julia Roberts. The man is Richard Gere, and they fall deeply in love over a period of time um, throughout a business arrangement that they have for a week whilst he is in Los Angeles before he goes to New York. And that is yes. the plot, really, of Pretty Woman. So that was a really good film. What was your uh, best bits? <laughs> no, best bits were the... Uh, Julie Roberts parts and <laughs> which parts into exactly yeah. wow I mean, I mean there we go okay yeah so um, it's directed by Gary Marshall produced by Aaron um, Milchen Stephen Ruther Gary W. Goldstein written by J.F. Lawton it's starring Julie Roberts and Richard Gere predominantly through this film I mean this film is a massive film I didn't realise until I was looking at some of the facts and figures through this film oh yeah I mean, it's sold um, budget was 14 million. Uh, it made 463 million at the box office. 463. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Well, that is, that is amazing. And uh, it was uh, made just more money than the My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I've seen as well in 2002. Which one's better? Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's more comedy in Whoa, the. Whoa, uh, you know what? How is that what? fence? How is that fence? Are you comfortable? <laughs> I've got a cushion on this fence. And you I, have a I enjoy sitting on it. Yeah. Fair enough, then. Yeah, okay. fair enough. You, you call it then. Pretty Which woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah. And you've actually seen both of them. Yes, I have. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I like both of them. But I you're can... still I, sitting yeah, yes. on the cushion <laughs> on the fence. Okay. <laughs> because I didn't think I'd like uh, my big fat Greek wedding. I really didn't think I'd like it. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I haven't seen it since for about 15 years. But um, probably less than that, actually, because it came out in 2002, so about 14 years. But, um, yeah, Pretty Woman is a great film. So, And it was so good that Julia Roberts got a uh, Golden Globe for doing it. So there you go. Had she won an Oscar? I don't know who did win the Oscar that year. I probably would have been happy with that as well. Well, she did win an Oscar for Erin Brockovich, didn't she? So she's oh, got yeah. a share of Oscars. I know. I know. Would you say... This is the film that basically made her put her into the mainstream. I'd say so. I don't yeah. know what, I can't really remember what film she did before this. I mean, I remember when this film came out that there was a, a big kind of hoo ha about on the front cover when she's posing with those um, nice boots on and that short skirt that it wasn't her legs and certain scenes oh, yeah. wasn't parts of her body and stuff like that. 
Uh, I mean, it doesn't really care. I mean, whoever was in there, if it is her, it's got a cracking set of legs anyway. It doesn't really bother me, stuff like that. Well, I think it wasn't. There were enough scenes where we saw almost her whole body, but I figured it must be. But Yeah, I mean, she did Runaway Bride after that, which I thought was a bit pony. But, uh, it was one of, one of those things where you thought they're bringing back the pretty woman, as in cast. Yeah. It worked so well the first time, and it, for whatever reason, it really didn't the second, you know? Yeah, because that was um, Richard Gere, and it was uh, Gary Marshall as well who directed that. I mean, that's a good film, but it's uh, not you a patch on this. No, no not, at all, it at not at all. I mean, you, from the start of it, you instantly get the, an idea of Richard Gere's character. It starts off at a very swanky apartment. Um, well, let's go for it, she's in it, because uh, we've mentioned these. You've got Richard Gere, who's Edward Lewis, Julie Roberts, who's Vivian Ward, uh, Ralph Bellamy, who's James Morse, James Alexander, who is Philip Stuckey. Um, then you've got Laura San... I'm going to really pronounce her name wrong. Giacomo, who's Kit DeLuca, who's uh, Julia Roberts' friend throughout this film. Um, and uh, quite a sad friend as well, isn't she, Kit? She's on drugs. She's a bit of a loser. She's not... And she can't get herself on a straight and narrow. No. So... Um, Air conditioner. Is that just was that on when we came in here? Or no, not? it has turned on. That's just turned on. Air conditioner's turned on. Okay, that could be interesting, couldn't it? It could, it, it may well be. It may well be interesting. Um, as 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 uh, I'm gonna pull. We can pause pause the recording, and <laughs> in there. So we're currently in the lift now, moving different offices. As obviously we talk about everyone. Uh, what floor are we going to? We're going to floor number three. It, it was a good film. I'll tell you what, though, before we actually get into the plot and you get into the cast, yeah, 80s, it, it's, it was 1990, but we still think of it as a very much an 80s film. Yeah, the fashion sense in that film is just shoulder pads, massive hair, loads of hairspray. Yes, big, eye, big, eye, big eyebrows. You mentioned the eyebrows. Yeah, uh, the first thing I noticed, Julia Roberts, is that her eyebrows are quite out of control, aren't they? They are, I mentioned that to Michelle, and she seemed to think they're okay. I mean, they're not like... They weren't unib- They weren't like Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street, yes, bad, but they were noticeable. I noticed them. I think because now everyone's so much into uh, looking pretty, and yes. everyone, even blokes, get kind of manicures and They do, don't they? And things like that. But you do notice it when it goes a bit out of control. Uh, I suppose people weren't that much into... Getting their eyebrows done, their nails done, facials and things like that. Do you get facials? No. Um, Have you had a facial? No. Okay, I've never had a facial. I can't... I'm, I'm a man's man. And so, I no, no pedicures? No. And I can't pedicures have... for the feet, isn't it? Manicures for the hands? Yeah, and I can't understand blokes who go along and get, like, pampering sessions. That's true. Things like that, it just... To me, it's something that blokes just don't do. Um, Here we go, we're, we're, we're in our original room. What happened was, we uh, tried to move rooms, boys and girls, to figure that it would be easier, and uh, the, uh, <laughs> the air conditioning ended up turning on almost straight away, making it doubly noisy. So that is how long it takes in our massive building where we work to go from one office to another office. Yeah. A bit like Richard Gere's house, I'd imagine. Uh, well, his character's house in Pretty Woman. Exactly. You don't get that on other film podcasts. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I really don't know. Uh, well, no, we'll, we'll find it. I'll find out in the editing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the film starts um, with Richard Gere, at a, uh, as I said before, in a 
a really nice house. You've got um, loads of quite powerful men there. Uh, one of them being Jason Alexander, who's his, uh, his lawyer, um, who kind of... You get the impression straight away that he's a bit of a slimy, sleazy character, and he, he proves everyone right. He's very one-dimensional, though, isn't he? Yeah, towards yeah. the end of the film. And uh, whilst everyone's out there drinking, he's on the phone to, to what will be his ex-girlfriend, um, and he goes and mingles in the party, and he basically leaves. Uh, and he takes... Which is quite, quite funny. Richard because, Gere, yeah. Yeah, Richard Gere takes... Uh, um, Jason Alexander plays Stucky. Um, he takes his car, which, when I thought about it, what car he takes... I thought were, it was... We, but I thought it was Ferrari. We're talking Ferrari and Lamborghinis, weren't we? That's what I thought. And when he got in the Lotus Esprit, I, I kind of chuckled. I mean, as we both said at the time, I mean, in James Bond, uh, it was a Lotus Esprit, and Lotuses obviously are still nice cars, but... Nowadays, if it was done again, it would be in a it would be in a Ferrari, it would be in a Lamborghini or, or an Atom or or even an Aston. Yeah, it would be something like Classy. that, wouldn't it? Something that but the Lotus is on, but no, but something that us normal folk could only dream of. Yeah, um, going in, and uh, he even says that you're going to be lost. You don't know the way home because he's always been driven around in a limousine, isn't he, Richard Gere? Um, and he does get lost, and he ends up on a uh, Hollywood Boulevard, doesn't he? Yes. Are there, I've never been to Hollywood Boulevard. Have you? No, I've never been to Are there Hollywood. prostitutes on Hollywood Boulevard? I don't know. Uh, I really I don't know. I don't know what that area is like. I mean, if anyone is from Hollywood Boulevard, um, send us a message at the film real cast. Because yeah, I do think it was funny like, uh, later on when um, after we first meet for Julie Roberts, they were arguing about what star that he's mine, that one's mine, where I stand. Yeah, their grounds from one star to the next one, and yeah. you pimp blokes from that one to that one. Um, and he, for one reason or another, you start, you see a bit of a, an introduction of what um, Julia Roberts' character's like, that she lives in a, a shitty bedsit with her friend Kit, um, a lot of her friends, I mean, one of them's found in a dumpster. And did you notice who no. the police officer was um, when that lady uh, was found in a dumpster? Yes. And I cannot remember his name, but it's the guy who plays Gargamel in the Smurfs. Yep, and he's also, I'm sure he's in Mystery Men as the Blue Raja as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was him. He had a, quite a tight perm, and it must have been yeah. one of his first appearances in a film. Well, they're walking all over the crime scene, he said. Yeah, like, yeah. That's his one line. <laughs> that was it. That was his he really got into character. Shots of fame, yeah, he did method acting for Really? I wanted there to be smoke and him to go through twice. <laughs> <laughs> like the Smurfing, but there you go. But yeah, so um, one of the friends found the dumpster, so you, you get the impression from that that. Her life's a shitty one. Yeah. Um, with the risks that obviously come with um, being a prostitute in this country and any other country. What did you think of Julia Roberts' character at the start, the fact that she is a prostitute? Did you think it was believable? I didn't think it was believable. Yeah. See, I'm now using your cushion. Oh, here we go. On fence. No, because, yeah, it, the time she did look. Like, she did look like she was, it wasn't really her well, and she was kind of lost in it and didn't know what to do. Mm. She was very new to the game. Yeah. But you never really found out where, she made out it wasn't her first time of sleeping with clients. Yeah. Well, she said it wasn't because she knows a lot of different people. No. And she's got her rules already for what she does. I know, but she does have rules. But part of me wonders is she was so naive about everything and how it, how it was, in some ways, even about prostitution, that it wouldn't have surprised me if that was her first time. And 
for me, almost, because what you're saying, I think, I still think it was almost one of her first times. Because, you know, work it, baby, work it. You know, she's walking down there and she's not too sure what to do. Kitty has to remind her, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of what to do, get the money first and stuff. So she's very, very new to it. And if that may have been maybe made more clear, or if it had been, this is, this is her first night on the job, I think that, that question you put up probably would have, you know, been, almost been nullified. Yeah. So that's why I'm sitting. That's that's, that, that, that's exactly why I'm sitting on the fence because I think that she was very new and that's why she was like that. If if it turned out part of the script was she'd been doing it for two years and yeah, you're absolutely right. I couldn't picture her as a prostitute, but the position she was in, as in she was very new at doing that particular job, and she was very new into it. You're basically really on the fence, aren't you? No, I'm I'm justifying why uh, she's she, she, she's like that. Right, <laughs> so... and the cushion is very comfy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dick, on the fence, yeah, on the fence, yeah. on the fence, bastard. Yeah. So she's on the um, Hollywood Boulevard. Richard Gere pulls up in his um, Lotus Esprit. Lotus Esprit, and he's lost. I mean, he doesn't know how to drive it. It's a, a quick shift, and it clearly would that have worked in, in your Honda Jazz and my Hyundai Matrix? Do you think? Probably not. No. No. No, I'd have been laughed off the boulevard if I'd have turned up in my Honda Jazz, I think. Oh. It really wouldn't have got any street But it's reliable. It is reliable, but that is such a boring selling point when you want to get a prostitute in your car. It's reliable, True. it's got lots of space. You know, but yeah, then you get it if it goes for miles and miles and wink. No? Um, maybe, but that worked? No. No, no, no not really. No, um, well, never mind. So he asked for directions, to which, and I like the fact that she charges him for directions. Five dollars. Yeah, which is a... Uh, I mean, you have to remember it's 1990, so it's a bit different. I mean, she charges um, $300 a night to stay in the hotel. I, mean, I was expecting when I watched it, it would be like $1,500 or, or something like that, you know. And being a yes. businessman, he still negotiates. But really, she gives him directions back to the hotel. Um, he kind of in- instantly takes a shine to her because the conversation they have back and forth in the car, he realises that she's not the stereotypical kind of prostitute that you get in other films, like the Grindhouse films or something like that, yeah. where they've been beaten up and she's got a backstory of drug abuse or, or molested by a, a family or anything like that. No. It's pointed out that she's there because she followed a bum um, and he left her there and that's why she uh, kind of went yeah. down the line of work and she gave up school in the 11th grade. And I think, that, I think that's quite important to how, how much we, 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 we like her. Yeah, yeah, she's very honest, isn't she? Very sincere character. Yeah, and we noticed that, particularly one scene where Richard Gere, she's in the, she goes to the toilet, and um, I think this is after the, the, the condom moment, and uh, he thinks she's on, doing drugs. Yeah. And he goes, let's see it, and, and, and she was a bit embarrassed, but it was dental floss. Yeah, but, that was went, a really nice moment was, in the wasn't film, it? wasn't it? Yeah. And he actually says, oh, very few people surprised me. Yeah. Which was, which was nice. And she like, said the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he agrees after um, he dropped her off, or he, he's been dropped off at a hotel, that to spend one night, and this is something he doesn't usually do, and the hotel he's staying in is a, a really, really exquisite hotel on a Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so he has to cover her up, and when she walks in there, everyone's looking at her, the usual kind of tropey, oh my God, it's disgusting, and 
Can't believe a woman's dressed so like that. That's so funny. Yeah. But I like the bit when she's going up in the lift and she sticks her leg up and says, oh, well, I've got to hold my pantyhose. Oh, I'm not wearing any pantyhose. Yeah. And then she looks at the, uh, the bloke. And, yeah. And the, 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 the posh goes, shut your mouth, dear. Yeah. Your mouth closed or whatever. That's quality. Yeah. yeah, I do like that. <laughs> so they, they negotiate to spend the night together, which is $300 um, in his penthouse apartment. And why is what the penthouse is because it's the best, even though he doesn't like heights. And you get that impression with him throughout the film. He says that a few times. Yeah, he has everything, so it's the best. He orders strawberries and champagne. And they start sharing kind of personal information about herself. Um, Just like Richard Hammond from Jurassic Park, who spared no expense. That's what he says a lot in the film. Does he? Yeah, reminds me of this. Okay. This is the best. The Opera House is the best. Yeah, exactly, the seeds. Um, The bit that... uh, When they were watching I Love Lucy... Once they kind of, they're in the hotel room, they're having champagne and strawberries again. He doesn't drink, but he gets the strawberries because it um, complements the taste of the champagne. Not that, not that it really matters to Julie Roberts' no, character. No, all that other nonsense. Vivian. Yeah. Um, and she watches I Love Lucy, and she sits there laughing at the scenes there where nothing's really happening. That really annoys me in films like that. She was just enjoying it. But there was, was. I thought you were going to say that, that made her really, really sweet the way she laughed. No. And I thought, but no, no, your face changed from a smile. Yeah. It's her dad, your eyes went smaller. And yeah, I mean, I know it shows that she's a very simple person and she's kind of like a, a child at heart. She's very innocent, you know. What I yeah. Mean? But I think there was just other ways they could have done that, you know, maybe through conversation about their past or something. I just thought that was um, a bit shitty, but never mind. Uh, the next part I really like is they, it's obviously they've had sex and she must be extremely good at sex. Well, they have, they've, they've had sex, but we never actually see them have sex. No. It's only implied and it's up to the audience to decide whether they had sex, really. I mean, when you look at it from that Well, it looks like she starts off with mouth sex, doesn't it? It looks like it. it with, what's mouth sex? Mouth sex. What's mouth sex? I'm really not too sure now I've said the word. Fellatio. I don't know. Yeah, fellatio, okay. possibly. What is that? I don't know. I didn't realise you could speak Latin. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no... I'm, 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 I'll stray some bigs. <laughs> so the morning after, and this is a, a, such a lovely moment, it makes you smile. When Everything with, um, with Richard Gere is business, isn't it? Yeah, and, he's an, and he is a... Let's be honest, right? He's, an, he's a bit of an arsehole, even now. Yeah. He, you can see there's, it's almost like there's a nice guy trying to get out. But he's still a bit of an arsehole. Yeah, he's obviously got a broken down relationship with his family. Um, Which we learn later on, yes. Yeah, and what he does in business is he, he buys bigger businesses, strips them down and sells them off for more profit, doesn't he? Yeah. And she relates that to buying a car and stripping the parts down. And he went Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so they, they have that kind of conversation. And you can see that she's an intelligent person, really, which is nice. And they negotiate while she's in the bath and he's on the phone to Stucky when she's singing the um, Prince song, Kiss. Yes, not particularly well. Not particularly well, but I really like that moment. It's really nice. He says it's one of the maids singing. And uh, he says, how much stayed a week? And she says, 4,000. And then they kind of barter on the price. Yeah, that's 300 night, but and days you want as well. Yeah, yeah. it's $3,000. <laughs> and just the way she screams with joy. Yes. And, and she sinks herself under the water in the bath. I and think. then she gets back up again, and it's good. she's got a face full of foam. Yeah, that's just such that a nice That is not an moment. innuendo for anything, boys and girls. <laughs> it was a face full of bath bubbles. And I like the, uh, the bring down, kind of, when she thought that's reality, when she goes shopping on Rodeo Drive, and she's snubbed by but, the saleswoman. See, uh, <sighs> it doesn't annoy me, 
this did not annoy me. I, I love that scene. It's one of my favourite scenes in the whole film because you get eventually about half an hour later or whatever, you get yeah. the, one of the best paybacks. Yeah. Who in their right mind, though, would go shopping wearing a pair of thigh boots? I appreciate that's probably the only... But it's the only clothes she had, isn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. And that's the only reason why I'm okay with it. Because yeah. normally you, you'd think... Yeah, it's the only clothes she had. And, and I think it really highlights the class difference of when oh, she's yeah, walking right. down Madeira Drive and everyone's staring at her. Like the men are staring at her, the women are staring at her. I mean, most of the men are staring in, wow, superb. But, like, but the women are, are so disgusted... And the way she gets treated in the shop, where it goes from, I don't think we have anything that you like, to there's nothing in here that your type of person will want, yeah. you can afford. And it really upsets her. And you see that human side of her, where she's got that front of, I'm a prostitute, I negotiate and everything, but it really upsets her, doesn't that it? It does. And she goes back, and again, another character who I really like is um, Barney, the uh, hotel manager, Hector Alonzo. He's in quite a few films. He is, know. yeah. And he's a really nice character, and I think he's really underrated. He is, because he's got a lot of almost funny moments, but, but really nice moments, like, uh, and you are her niece, the, yeah. way, the way he goes on about yeah. it. Yeah, and she goes back into the hotel, room. obviously he's disgusted and distraught that she's wearing what she's wearing. Um, and he speaks to one of her, he calls up one of her friends um, to help out. And... Uh, takes her and she basically kind of one of those clothes coaches or whatever yeah. people have there's a name for them I don't know um, and he dresses her up uh, and buys her some really nice clothes and they agree to meet in the bar for a business meeting um, with the uh, what's his name James Morse Corporation who makes yeah because Richard Gere is about to take this company do what he normally does and break it up yeah and it's a nice um, pon- I was going to say posh and poncy but it's a Ponty restaurant where she's got to look the part. And she does look stunning for it, doesn't she? She does. And apart from a few moments, she acts the part as well. Yeah, and Barney's given her the etiquette training with a knife and fork that was good, outside yeah. in woods. I, I wouldn't know that. When we watched it with um, my better half, she agreed that I wouldn't have a clue what to do in these posh places. No. I mean, at least with McDonald's. But that's why you are the everyman Bruce Willis of England. <laughs> <laughs> so, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I'm sitting on the fence on that one again. <laughs> Back on the cushion. So the Morses spent um, 40 years uh, building this shipyard up, and it, they want to take it down for real estate. And the meetings with um, Morton, his grandson, uh, and Vivian attends with uh, Edward. And you get the the two sides of it. You get the comedy where she's trying to eat her food, not really knowing what one to use. Where's the salad? Where's the, I only know the fork with the yeah, salad. With the yeah. salad. There's no salad. Pretty much how you and I probably react as well. Yeah. And with the, um, what the cockles or snails, snails. that they are. Escargot. Escargot. They slip out of a fork and the guy catches them. And, and you go, slippy suckers. Yeah. They? they always do that. Yeah. It's really nice moments. And then you get the, the moment where they're talking about business and they're quite nasty and brutal. Which Gears character is, yeah. Yeah. Because you get the, the other man... And his grandson are a lot more polite than Richard Gere yeah. from the offset. The old man's really, really nice. Yeah. And, and you kind of like warm to him straight away. He's, he is a nice, genuine person. And you, yeah. do, feel, you do feel bad for him when, when Richard's basically... Because what he's doing is really underhanded. The fact that they've got this contract, I, th- I, th- I think it's with the Navy, haven't they? Or to build these ships. Yeah. And Richard Gere, because he knows people and he's richer, he's going to put a, put a halt on that. Yes. Um, just because he wants a company, which which feels really wrong. 
Yeah, and I imagine businesses are like that. I mean, you get people who who do tear apart businesses, and and it is quite brutal. But I suppose to be rich and everything, you you need to be brutal, don't you? Really. So, and you've got to be very clever, which I'm neither on that front. And then you get the next part where she wakes up in the middle of the night back at the hotel room after the business meeting's gone, well, it's gone right for Richard and disastrously wrong for the Moore family. Um, Richard Gere's gone, and she goes and finds him, and he's playing the piano. Mm. And then they make out on the piano. What did you think of that scene? Do they have sex, do you think, on the piano? Uh, they, I think they do have sex. She has sex quite a lot. But she can... It's unknown at this point whether how much he's fallen in love with her, if he is, or whether he's going to disassociate himself See, from I don't the think relationship. He does at that point, I don't think he does because he's obviously not distraught, but he's obviously troubled, and he puts his head in her lap and stuff. Yeah, but I don't think you do that to someone you just had a business dealing with, would you? No, no, and she's—I mean, you know—she's clearly falling for him, isn't she? Yeah, which is nice, and and it's kind of. It's more apparent the next day. Um, well, obviously, she must be very good at sex because they organised to go to a polo match. And she says, I've only got that cocktail dress to wear. And he says, well, I gave you that money. And she tells him the whole story about going to the shops, getting snubbed and, yeah. and how she felt. And so she, or he takes her down Rodeo Drive to all these other shops. That's so funny. Yeah, and it's, we're that gonna, guy is we're gonna, so funny. We're, we're gonna, I'm going to spend an obscene amount of money. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's really good. About a few minutes later, how, how obscene? We're talking uh, really bad, extremely offensive. And he goes, extremely offensive. Yeah. Do you have anything in this shop that's good looking? Yes. Yes, we don't, but we have something that's good looking as she's wanted to be. And yeah. he, goes, how, he goes, you're not sucking up enough. Well, I can see you're a good looking man. Oh, yeah. You're clearly successful. No, she needs yeah. to be sucked up too. <laughs> I can see you're a very powerful man, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's such a nice little part of the film it's really funny and I like that man yeah as well, doesn't he? and then she really gets into it she gets loads of clothes and she even gets one of the store designers to take the tie if you're working in a shop and someone bought you a tie if, if your wife or girlfriend bought you a tie and you, you wore it to work and some rich person came in and said I want that tie what would you do I'd say no would you really yeah I would at oh, the risk of your job yep you um, yeah I'd give it to him <laughs> Really? Yeah, probably. I'd be like, no. If it meant I could keep my job and you're going to land that massive commission that they've just spent in the shop, I would do it. Then I'd go out and buy another tie. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. I wouldn't tell anyone what happened because I'm too much of a wimp. Um, At least you're honest. Well, exactly, I am honest. So they spent an obscene amount of money um, in the shop and then she goes in back into the shop where she was dismissed so rudely. Yes. And uh, points out to the woman that you work on commission, is that right? And she says, big mistake. Yeah, do you remember that girl that came in at your fuse? Big mistake. Yeah. And she shows her all that bags. All her Gucci bags and Chanel and... Mark For me, that's one of the nicest parts of the film. That is. Yeah. It's nice when someone gets revenge, isn't it? Yeah, and it was deserved revenge, I think. It was. really were that really. Was such a bitch. Um, so as part of networking... They go to a polo match, and I've never been to a polo match, have you? I don't, to be honest, I don't intend to go to one ever. No. It looks boring. I doubt if I'll ever get invited. Um, so they go there, and she, again, she does really well in a different class of people. And it's a, a really annoying moment in the film. It's a part in the film where I really don't like Richard Gere. When um, she goes over to Moore's grandson, 
And Stucky walks up and says, well, and it's part of jealousy on Richard Gere's part, which he admits to, that she's talking to Stucky, uh, sorry, talking to um, the grandson who had had the business meeting with in the restaurant. Uh, Stucky says, look, she could be sharing information, she could be a spy. And he obviously dismisses this. And that moment of when Richard Gere says, she's a hooker, I picked her up on a Rodeo Drive. Okay. See, I, I saw really that I don't saw that like that. Why? Because he was saying she's this, she's that, and he basically, because Stucky, he thinks he's his best friend, confides in him and said, look, no, she's a hooker. And I think he was saying, look, there's nothing to worry, there's nothing to worry about. I don't think he was actually meaning that demeaningly. I thought he was saying that because Stucky was his best friend and he was just sharing the truth and it was Stucky that took advantage of that, not Richard Gere. Even though Richard, he shouldn't have said that, but I can understand why he said it. Maybe I need to look at it and look at and analyse the way he said it. It's interesting that we both saw the same thing and came up with two completely different yeah, meanings of it. I, I didn't like it because I think it, it's done so well. The chemistry is so good between um, Gear and Roberts that you want them to work out. You want them to work out quicker than the film's actually moving. You do, yeah. Um, and when he turns around, and you, you instantly see, uh, and like a lot of these films... We always pick out who's bad, who's a spy, who's this. Uh, so we're showing a lot more information than um, than Richard Geary's or the other main characters in films and TV series. But in this, you're shown exactly the same amount of information, yeah. like um, screen time, um, with Richard Gere and Stucky as well. And as soon as you told him that she's a prostitute, I just thought it was really demeaning to her. It was. And you knew that that was going to come to um, problems at some point. It will come to fruition in a, an argument or in violence like it did here. And it, you kind of thought, well, you've really let yourself down. Why don't you just turn around to Stucky and just say, stick up your ass. it's none of your business. Uh, I thought, I'm in but, control. But that's his best friend. That's why I thought he shared it. But it shows what a dick he was, having him as his best friend. Possibly. And that's what annoyed me. He didn't have to tell him. But it, this is all part of Richard Gere's character work as well, though, isn't it? I mean, both Vivian... Uh, Julie Roberts' character and Richard Gere's character have a Ed, Edward have a, char- have a character arc of, of sorts. Even though I say Richard Gere's character is much more of an arc than her, yeah, because she doesn't really change that much throughout. She just Im- he actually improved as a person. She really just improves the situation. She doesn't change. She doesn't change as a person. She's yeah. the same on day one when she met him than she is on day two, as in as a person. It's just the yeah. situation has changed, you know, but he changes. Yeah, that's really true. She's, she's not material at all, is she? I mean, she proved that no. when um, she left the money there. Uh, and she, the only thing she asked for were the things that she was told that she could have. Yeah, she so didn't have the money. Yeah, she never asked for, for anything else. But I think it was, because it was going so smoothly for her, I think you just knew there was any trouble ahead as soon as, yeah. as, to soon as he told um, Stucky about it. And that's... That's just what pissed me off. But that, I think that's credit to the film and credit to the way it's written. Yeah. That you do instantly feel that way. And it's only halfway through the film, isn't it? Yeah, and then Stucky obviously goes up to her and uh, basically says, I know you're a hooker. Maybe after Edward's done with you, you can go with me. And this, yeah. is, this is only within about eight, eight or so minutes that we see Stucky's, what is it, his wife, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. He's actually not that bad looking. He's done quite well, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah, but you can tell the way she is, that she's talking, and as soon as someone else walks past, who's like a, a bigger name or famous, that she panders to their needs and follows them around. True. Like a little lost lamb. Um, so, after that, they go, to the, uh, they go to San Francisco in Edward's private jet, and they go to the opera. Uh, and again, this was 
a real show of class and, uh, and money and fortune, isn't it? They've got a private jet to San Francisco. They go there in the best seats. And the way he says to her that a lot of people have never been there. You can't understand the language, they say, but you either like it or hate it. And, but because it's such a powerful emotion that the opera gives out, that you, you don't need to understand what they say and yeah. you will enjoy it. And it's, if you do enjoy it, it's something you'll enjoy forever. If you don't, yeah, it's something you'll learn to appreciate at least. Again, yeah. And um, as and, we spoke about... And what from, do you think about opera? Uh, I really enjoyed Phantom of the Opera, but we had this conversation last week, didn't we, when we spoke about um, on our Labyrinth podcast. Yes. It made me think of Les Miserables. And I had a little chuckle to myself. Yeah. If someone would have said to me, if you like Les Miserables... You don't need to understand what they say. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's something you'll like forever. Or, it could, in my case, it could be something you'll hate forever. And it was scarred. There isn't really a middle with that, is no, there? No, there's no middle. No, no, both of us were le miserable as far as, far as I'm yeah. concerned. And you saw that, again, it's not, it's not a class thing and it's not, I don't think it's an education thing, but she really appreciated the opera. Yeah. Um, there were tears. Yeah, there were tears. And I, I think she kind of, she grew like in herself when she went to the opera, didn't she? Yes. Because uh, she was very passionate. And then you got the come down of when she left, the old lady in the, uh, the box next door said, did you enjoy it? She went, oh, I almost peed my pants. Yes. And he said, oh, it's better than the Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty, huh? And he went, no, 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 she said it's better than the Pirates of <laughs> yeah. Penzance. I, I, I thought that was quite a sweet moment. Um, and you got those kind of gaps of comedy and stupidity yes. th- uh, throughout this film. Uh, so time to time she goes and meets um, Kit, her friend, who she leaves money at the front desk. What did you think of her when she turned up um, and she was at the reception? Because obviously uh, Ray, uh, Vivian's left money for her, isn't mm-hmm. she, at the front counter? And she does turn up yeah. uh, and she calls quite a scene, doesn't she? She does, and then she comes down and then they, they, they go to the pool. And what's interesting is you see, when they're both walking... Uh, you see the difference between the two of them, where they used to dress similar. Yeah. yeah. And you've almost seen how far Julie Roberts has come from, and it's almost like a remote, the film reminded you of how well she's better the situation, potentially, by, by meeting this Prince Charming. Yeah, and, and everything, her posture, when yeah. she sits down, um, when she asks the waiters what she wants, and she's changed completely in such a short space of time. Uh, and I didn't like... And it was, I don't know whether if, what your thoughts are, but I think they over-exaggerated the, uh, the commonness of um, her friend when she turned up a front counter, chewing the chewing gum and breathing on the desk and yeah, I don't uh, think, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I don't think she'd have done... Yeah, it, it was really, really, really in your face. Look, she's common! Yeah. She's common! It was like... Uh, the film was making an exclamation mark. It probably didn't need to do. No. Because it was doing that by... one, Even just the way she talked and the way she dressed, arguably. Yeah. Um... And you didn't need to do any more, and it was almost trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like it when she spoke to the old people and said, I'll do you for $50 and your wife can watch. Yeah, for 70 your wife <laughs> yeah. can watch. That was quite fun. <laughs> I thought that was, and uh, she laughed as well. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, so they, they have uh, quite a few more moments together um, where Julia Roberts is breaking up Richard Gere's business meetings or he's leaving and he's not mm. kind of keeping his routine they're meeting for picnics and things like that. And you, you yeah, start sense, to take a day off. Yeah, mm. which he never takes a day off. And then that's where Stucky's character comes out um, towards the end of his character, right, where he's, he's a bit pissed off about it, isn't he? But you kind of knew, thanks to the polo scene, it was always kind of like there or thereabouts. Because the first time you met him, 
you did really didn't warm to him. No. Which is really credit to the film. And it was almost like ticking time. You, you were going to wait for something to happen and he was normally going to be one of the instigators of something yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and it's... I was quite pleased once his true identity came out. Yeah. Because you knew that it was on a... Basically a course of... He would lose his job. He would do something stupid. He'd, he'd hang himself, basically, wouldn't he? Yeah, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is what he did do um, and they the way the film ends is a part of the story that they speak about when they talk about again their backstory, where she dreams of being or when she was younger she dreamed of being rescued by a, a prince and wanted to live happily ever after uh, and be taken away somewhere really nice um, that was that was quite a cheap part of the film for me it was as if it was in there to provide a nice ending what did you think? What, the way the film ended? Or? No, the, when they... Um, kind Which of was on the balcony. Yeah, sentimental moments of, I want to be rescued by a prince when I was younger, and is there ever a happier That's right, I figure that's what a lot of girls think. Do you, you think know, so? I, I, I love Prince Charming to come here, whisk me away, and everything to be happy ever after. Sadly, or goodly, depending, I'm not a woman, lady, girl, female. You do have breasts. Well, this is because I'm overweight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. I, th- I think I, that didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. Oh, no, I wouldn't say it bothered me. I just thought it was... Um, I feel kind of, yeah, it was kind of... I felt it was put in there It was almost a convenient ending. Well, yeah, it was almost very much like Disney films at that time as well would be. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, and it kind of related to a Disney ending, because that's a happy ever after um, kind of scenario in most of the Disney films. Well, yeah, it? it is. Prince Charming comes with your way, saves the day in the end. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I didn't really have any problems with it, but I'd like to have been done a bit different. It just felt a bit, this is what the ending's going to be. Just remember what I'm saying now, because it's going to play towards the end. You yeah, know? it was a bit trite. But then, but then again, I think because it's romantic comedy... And it ended that way. I don't really think. Uh, yeah, I think I, I would say it was. Be, I, I'm not going to criticise the film for that, even yeah. though it kind of like hinted at where mm. where where it was ultimately going to go. Yeah. So where the film kind of coming to its climax is. Um, ooh. Uh, no. Giggity, giggity, is uh, she breaks her no kissing? That was something we spoke about before, wasn't it? Yeah. That. Obviously, times have changed. Uh, with the internet, you're exposed to a lot more things. Uh, things are more readily available, what you can see on the internet um, when you put your private browser on. And uh, <laughs> when she says, I'm a prostitute, I'll do anything, but I won't kiss on the lips. Did that kind of cast no, a little bubble in your it mind? it did not. I just thought, fair enough then. She just doesn't kiss on the lips. Yeah? Right. But... If I was watching it with you and I looked over, you probably would have looked at me and then tilted your head to the side and then raised one eyebrow, I'd imagine. No, yes, <laughs> I would have done. It just made me laugh when... Uh, so what were you thinking she's a, this time? She's a what prostitute. Uh, so what do you do? Well, I'll do anything you want, but I won't kiss you on the lips. So you'll do anything I want. Yeah. Fair enough. And it just kind of brought very immature thoughts to my mind. Immature thoughts. Immature thoughts. Um... And uh, that was it, really. I don't really want to go into detail, because I know what you want. I know yeah. what you want me to say. And I'm not going to say the conversation we had earlier this afternoon. Why? Because you can only go explicit. You can't go explicit, explicit. 
on uh, iTunes, can you, or on Stitcher? No, 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 you, you can't go explicit squared. Exactly. Which is a, but I'd imagine even that wouldn't cover some of your thoughts, I'd imagine it <laughs> involved hamsters potentially as well. Which it was a grown-up conversation we had. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, so, they, Stucky tells uh, Edward that they're going to have their business meeting, um, yes. and that... That they found the way of because of the the Moore family were going to build the boatyards. They put the the um, the contracts. They kind of put it on hold for a senator that they know, so it's not going to go ahead. So his company's more vulnerable. So they hold a business meeting, and Stuck is really excited about this because they're in for the kill. He can sit in a meeting and watch Edward um, sell his company. Absolutely, sell his company, rip him apart. Yeah, because he's got. Yeah, because ultimately they're going to put him in a position where he had no choice but to sell his company, and he pretty much admitted that in the meeting, didn't he? Yeah, uh, that's it. Becomes apparent he finds out that's what he likes, but he sits in a meeting, um, and they kind of start to go and negotiate contracts. He's aware that he's going to break the company up, uh, and then he has a sudden change of mind, and no one knows what his change of mind is, and he's obviously never done this before. In any of the meetings um, that Stucky's been privy to, uh, yeah. But before the change of mind, um, what we get to, to make to make how nice this old man is—it's not quite a trick. But it's like, look, break my company, but I want to make sure all my employees are going to be fine. Promise me that, which I thought was lovely. Of him yeah, well. and even when Stucky says, "Yeah, they were taken care of," he says it in such a yeah, yeah. snidey little way. Yeah. yeah, right, they were taken care of. Don't worry. Um, and then he—it's <laughs> such a nice moment uh, where he says, "Right." Can, we, can I just have the room to myself? Can everyone leave the room? And even Stucky says, yeah, everyone leave the room. No, including you. And he's such a petulant little child. He turns around, well, he can stay. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Pointing at the grandson. Uh, and he happily, willingly leaves. Uh, and that's when he says, he's uh, change of mind, that he doesn't want to rip the company down. I want to help you. Yeah, I want to help you. I want to make money. I want to build this company up together. And he can't believe what he's hearing and it's a really nice moment it's, it's a, really, a final yeah. change isn't it it is because oh, and then he says and then the old man says I don't mean me, me to sound condescending but I'm very proud of you yeah. um, and that was that almost reminded for me that almost if you stood in Richard Gear thing I almost think that was his it reminded him of maybe what, his, what, he, what he wanted to ultimately hear maybe from his father yeah. I'm proud of you you know and that's yeah. something he never got but he kind of got that with the old man yeah. and he made the right decision yeah and it was a, a, a really nice moment because a, because he's, he's finally changed into the person you want him to be. Yep. And he's changed into the person that Stucky doesn't want him to be. Yes. And it's another finger up at him. It is. Um, and the fact that he leaves. And then you get, and yeah, Stucky enters and you hear, we're going to build ships together. Yeah, he goes mental. And I think <laughs> yeah. that might be the first time you actually hear swearing in the film. It may well be. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a really nice moment. He leaves and he just takes his shoes off and socks off and walks on the grass outside, which he did... Um, Previously with uh, Julia. Julia. Or Vivian. Um, and the next part's quite a dark part, isn't it? It is. It's the darkest part of the film. Mm. What did you think of it? Harsh. Tell me what happens. Well, Stucky comes... Um, Julia Roberts sitting there. She's kind of packed and ready to go because it's come to an end. She realises, um, you know, uh, the, the week's over. Knocks on the door. She probably thinks, wonders who it is. I'd imagine room service or Edward, I care which you get, opens the door, it's Stucky. Stucky says, is Richard, is Edward here? She says, no. They both sit on there and then he's like, you're a prostitute. I'm going to try it on with you, basically. Mm. She's like, Edward will be here any minute. But yeah, um, yeah. really not knowing when he's going to be there. And then he, he, he proper like, he starts, well, he blames her mm. um, for her, for her training. He slaps her. 
then I'm pretty sure he's going to try and rape her. That's that's the, the feeling I got. That's what I got as well, yeah, that she's just a piece of meat and he's changed. But that's all, but that's the last Had Edward not said you're a hooker, that wouldn't have happened. Told him, I don't think. <coughs> yeah, but it's two sides looking. I mean, had Edward never said that. But he needed to say that. For the, he needed to say that, to yeah, but it's together. to happen. Yeah. Um, but, she, but she wouldn't have been subjected to what she was subjected to. You know, I know what you mean, and you're right what you're saying, but I think... But it set off the motion, yeah. Yeah, but I just liked her character so much and what they had, and it, it was just belittling her, treating her like a prostitute, and it's really nice in the film when he turns around to her and said, at no time did I ever treat like a prostitute, and she says, you just did, when he walks away. Yeah. And it's that kind of moment, you know yeah. what I mean, that, um, that he does, but... It's a nice moment in a way because because obviously the way she's treated, which ain't nice, that it it brings Stucky a task because um, Edward comes back, yeah, sees he, her, he does save her, yeah, potentially going to be raped, um, gives Stucky a right hander, and says you you never like me, you just like the kill, um, which is so true. Yeah, she's like, I gave you ten years. Yeah, and it's just bollocks, I, you know, he's like, it? I made I made you a very rich man over those ten years. Yeah, and he chucks him out, but he never says that you're fired. I figured it's pretty much a given. It is pretty much a given. It would be nice to... You've ultimately, because by, by the end of the film, it's like, oh yeah, you're the man that tried to rape my current girlfriend. Yeah, for that middle finger to go up. Yeah. And just in front of um, Vivian as well, to say you're fired. Like yeah. Benson from the... Uh, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? It would have been great, yeah. coming back to work tomorrow or, or something, yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I like the follow-up where she says, do you get taught in uh, grade school to <laughs> slap women around the face? Yes. Go, Pow, because the eye's going to come out. Um, and he, and you, it's a, a gimme now that he's in love with her and that he wants her to stay one more night. And mm. I like the fact that she doesn't want to stay. No. Why do you think she doesn't? Because she wants it all. She says, she even said at one point, look, Norma, when you first met me, I had a jump to that chance. But now I, I want everything. I want, I, I want, I don't want to be your, when you come here, I'm your part-time girlfriend. I think that's what she's trying to say. Because he does offer her. Um, a place to rent. She yeah. wouldn't. She'll be, she, he offers to set her up for the rest of her life, essentially, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, no negotiations. It's just the fact that I've organised a car, a room, and money for you. There's no discussion about it, is there? No, that, that's what I've done. Yeah. And it's like, that's my idea, and you'll do it, basically. Or, or not. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a middle ground. Yeah, you're right. And the discussion thing, I think, was the problem with Julie Roberts. Yeah. And it was and, the final part of the cold side of him leaving, in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, because when she went, he kind of realised what he's, you know, you don't know what you want, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, and it's true. And it, it leads back to um, Barney's last hurrah in a way, where Richard Gere gives that uh, necklace away. That she wore to the opera. Yeah, that she wore to the opera because um, it was hired. And uh, Barney says, just so you know, that, uh, and he says, it's, isn't it awful that. Um, is it you don't know how beautiful things are until you have to give them away? Yeah, he says something like that. Yeah, and by the way, so and so limousine driver took, took her, her home, home yesterday. Yeah, and he he look he gives him that look as if like read between the lines. I know you're still in love with her, and finally Richard Gere, I think, realizes that Barney's a top man of what he's saying. Yeah, but he still does not get that recognition. No, which annoyed me. I wanted to kick Richard Gere. It did because the first time the first time I thought sorry for Barney was he had his card ready to give to him and, yeah. he, and he didn't. I thought prick. It's yeah. what I thought about Richard again. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, still that would have been the icing on the cake. Yeah, really. Yeah, there was still that class divide where I know he's obviously wants her, 
And maybe he's embarrassed, he doesn't want to admit he's got feelings for her because Barney knows where she's come from as well, being a prostitute. But it would have been nice to get some kind of recognition as in, yeah, I'm a dick for letting her go and I should never have done that. Yeah. That would have been nice. Um, so he uh, leaves, basically, for to go back to New York. Um, and he flicks back to uh, Hollywood where Vivian is with a kit in there in her apartment. And she's moving to San Francisco, isn't she? Yeah, to try and get, go, go finish college slash uni or whatever. Yeah. And try and get a job. Yeah. And she's got her money and she looks completely different. She's got rid of her, her thigh-length boots and she's got jeans on. And she looks no really horrible nice wig. What did you think of the colour of her yeah. hair? Would you have liked to have gone natural black? Or were you quite happy that I'm she quite had happy, ginger yeah. hair? I know you weren't, but I was quite happy. Because you were saying you weren't amazingly keen. No, I thought... Um, when I remember watching the film, I really thought she had ginger hair. Um, black hair. Oh, OK. Um, but I was quite surprised that she had a, a red tint to I it. I thought it made, it made it look prettier. You think so? Yeah. Well, again, we differ. Um, so she's in her, her place and... She can hear some car tooting outside, and for some unknown reason, she stops in her tracks before getting on the bus, uh, before leaving her flat. This toot in this limousine, she must know, is a toot of a limousine. What do you think? Yeah. But listen, if someone tooted the car three, four times, you can... If I came out to your house and tooted the car three, four times... I'd expect you to come around my house. I'd know you were coming. I know, but the point is, you probably think that's right outside my house. You might have a look. I think it's okay to have a look. No, it wasn't right outside her house. And the music, you must have had some kind of sound system in that limousine. Because he was about 100 metres away and she could hear it in her house and the toots as well. He has the best. And, well, yeah. And she lives on a really busy road on the boulevard. So everyone toots. It must be a, an everyday occurrence, people yeah. tooting. Sometimes people think too much about things, I think, as well. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. No. But yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yes, you agree with me. Thank you. I see, no, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, and finally, uh, he's at the top of the limousine. He's stopped and bought some flowers, actually standing next to, um, to Kit, where he yeah, bought yeah. some flowers from, which was quite ironic, because she's chatting up a, another old woman to be a, a prostitute and share the room with. Um, and he's there, he's playing the opera music. And even, but to be fair, even Kit's changed, because he said, I need to charge you more, because I'm going to beauty school. Yes. Which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, so she's trying to better herself yeah. as well, which is like a Disney ending. It is. Um, and he climbs up the, like the, the, fire, the fire stairs, whatever you call them. What would you call them? Uh, fire was, escape. Fire escape stairs. Yeah. They haven't, never really have them over here. No. In England. <clears throat> no, someone to bring the police and you probably get arrested or some nonsense. Yeah. Um, climbs up the stairwell and they kiss and then the film ends pretty much. Yeah, because he sits there, Olly. he's got the, the flowers in his mouth, and he opens his... I don't know why I'm doing it, no one can see me, but he's opened yeah. his, opened his arms just to, cut, to yeah. hug. And then it ends, and then you hear that pretty woman theme tune. Yeah, and you go, welcome to Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah, where dreams can, some dreams come true, some dreams don't. Yeah, and prostitution, um, I think, went up when this film was out, because uh, lots of people thought it was a quick way to go and meet someone who's rich, and uh, not to get... Raped and addicted on heroin, so uh, it was a hard. That's a harsh lesson as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, but the, you say that about films. I heard. I don't know if it's true, and apologies if it's not. That outside of Top Gun, there were there was lots of like Navy people if you mm. wanted to sign up for the for the for the forces. Right. In America, as people came out of Top Gun as a 
Oh, I don't know whether that's true. I, I got told that by a couple of people. Yeah. Different sources. Just some trivia from IMDb, <laughs> yeah. whether it's true or not. The movie was originally titled 3000. What do you think about that? Um, I'd think that was a sequel of 300, but years before it was made. So that's a really bad... For, but that, yeah, that would have been a really bad... Pretty Woman is, the, is a perfect film. Yeah. Perfect name for this film. It is, yeah. And the, uh, the necklace that Vivian wears really costs $250,000. And whilst filming, a security man um, from the store it came from, with a gun, it says on IMDb, it's important, with a gun, um, constantly was standing behind the film director. Oh. Yeah, the red, um, red coat that Vivian wears... Um, was bought for $30 from a movie usher in the street shortly before filming. So, um, and there's loads of other facts on here, which are... Uh, Sandra Bullock turned down the role of Vivian. Really? I think Sandra Bullock would have been another person who would have been pretty good at doing this. Yeah, she did. I mean, she was very good, I thought, in um, Miss Congeniality, the first one. Yes. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that's a proper chick flick, isn't it? Yeah, and that is a... Uh, Coming out of age, not really like Pretty Woman as much because she's a lot rough around the edges. Yeah, but that, that's a, but that's a similar uh, coming coming you know you know film. If I was going to tell you, yeah, two facts, which one's true? The piano scene, it was a uh, a piano that actually played itself automatically, and Richard Gere wasn't playing it, or Richard Gere did play it and composed. Some I'm going to say it was automatic. No, Richard Gere was actually playing the piano. Good, that's what I wanted it to be. He also comp- composed the piece of music that is being played. Uh-huh. That's really good. So, uh, yeah, there's another pointless fact there. Um, Jennifer Connolly reportedly turned down the role as Vivian. Uh-huh. Another link to last week's podcast. Um, she's obviously played uh, Sarah, didn't she? Yeah, she From did. Labyrinth. Mm. So, which is Labyrinth four years later. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, another one, it's like um, Sarah Jessica Parker was offered the role as Vivian, but disliked the part. However, Parker went on to play Sex in the City character, Carrie Bradshaw. I don't like um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Really? Why? I, I just don't... Uh, she's just not very appealing. Um, Christopher Lambert was considered the role as Edward Lewis. Oh. Um, Molly Ringwald. I mean, they must have been, had a, a massive list. How far down on the list uh, Julia Roberts was, because Molly Ringwald... It says also was considered as role as Vivian. Do you like Molly Ringwald? Yeah, I think she's really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, the other facts that we know already, um, James has a large pair of man boobs, it says on here. Wow. I, uh, I don't know why that is on the Pretty Woman page. I, I really don't know. Someone must have stuck a Trojan <laughs> worm in it and, <laughs> and packed it Hugh somehow. Jackman did. Hugh Jackman did. Yeah, from our Swordfish podcast. Um, Okay, so that was Pretty Woman, 1990. Um, a really popular, really, really popular rom-com film. Um, I really enjoyed watching this film. It was really nice to go back and revisit it. It was. Um, I sat there, watched it with a wife. She really enjoyed it. And it, it was just really, really nice. For the hour and a half, the world was a better place. And people could actually fall in love. It's actually one hour, 54 minutes. Uh, is it? Really? Well, yeah, I think it is. Nearly, it's nearly the two hour mark. Well, it's just, it didn't feel like it. But it was just such a nice film. Um, I'd give the film um, a four and a half out of five. Really? Yeah, because I really, really enjoyed it. That's exactly what I, I gave it. Yeah, despite my kind of criticisms and that, I mean, I, I like to know your opinions of different things, but it's just such a nice film you can sit down and watch. I mean, I could watch it. If it was on next week and there was nothing else on, I'd happily sit and watch it again. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the worst bit was probably when... Uh, 
Richard Gere told uh, Stucky. See, but you needed that though. I know you needed it, but I was so invested in the film and I was drawn to the characters and I really liked the characters, especially Julia Roberts, that I just thought it was a really underhand thing to do. I didn't like anyone saying anything nasty about her, which is a sad thing to think when you watch this film. But as I say, it's a credit to the acting and the writing. Um, The best bits were just the rest of the film. I I love the ups and downs. I love the... The character arc, the, the, the way Richard Gere changed, the way Julia Roberts never changed, and that she, she stayed the same person that she was, didn't change materialistic. She could have been a little diva at the end of it, um, but she stayed true to herself, which in turn allowed everyone else to change into a better person. I thought it was just a really nice film. Um, my best bit was the uh, change of Julia Roberts, and uh, well, the way she changed Richard Gere, and I think Richard Gere's story like even though my worst bit was the way he didn't give Barney the the, the um, appreciation he probably deserves yeah and that was almost like an open plot point that really wasn't closed unfortunately I, I felt and I know, I know you felt that too yeah um, I know he's not with us Graham's worst bit was when she walked from Hugo Boss to Gucci it should normally take 10 minutes but in the film it took half a minute <laughs> and he got really annoyed at that because he's been down that road uh, the um, way you drove the Lotus Esprit. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, the actual gear, it wasn't the original gearbox stick at the top of the ball. And there were no guns in this film, were there? No. So, well, no, no, there were guns behind the scene, though. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, so, um, but yeah, I'm going to give it four and a half. Um, I, I did ask Michelle, my other half, what she'd give it. She said I should give it four. Oh, really? So I gave it more. And did you cry at this? Because the last few films you've cried at. There was a tear in my eye. But there's a tear of my eye when he saved the company, not at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that, that for me, it was lovely at the ending. For me, that was the nicest part thing in the film. Mm. Because he was really going to get the girl, I, I think, eventually. We, yeah. we knew that. But, but what, what he did there was much better, I think, than, than, than what was, you know, he kind of like got his humanity back and stuff. And that's when you said that was almost like the conf- that when he crossed over, let's say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was confirmation. Yeah, yeah it, it was really, really nice. I mean, with regards to uh, Richard Gere, I mean, what do you think of him as an actor? I think he's all right. I, uh, I don't want to say he's very one-dimensional or typecast, but we don't. I, I haven't really seen him in films other than when he plays this type of a character. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's really difficult. I was trying to think of the other films. I've, I've not really. I think it's the <laughs> Officer and Gentleman. Officer and Gentleman, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple, there's the, something, moth, is it not, butterfly effect, possibly? Well, there's a massive... Oh, the mothman prophecies. Some, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but I mean, with regards to uh, Julia Roberts, because she's obviously central to this part, would you say this is the best film she's been in? Probably. Um, along with, I, th- I think, Aaron Brockovich, I've really enjoyed. But, Aaron Brockovich is a film I could watch, watch maybe once every two years. This is a film I can watch a couple of times a year, as you were saying, you know? Yeah. I mean, just going through her kind of um, repertoire, I mean, Flatliners, massive film, 1990. Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991. Another great film that she's done. She was in Hook, um, Dying Young, Pelican Brief was good. Um, Then she went for a bit of a uh, a dodgy period. She was in Friends in 1994. Um... My Best Friend's Wedding, Conspiracy Theory, Mel Gibson was a good one, Stepmum's another good one, Runaway Bride. And she kind of um, 
came back in, 90, in the late 90s, in 1999, Notting Hill. I, I thought she was absolutely amazing in Notting yeah. Hill. I really like that. It's a lovely film. Erin Brockovich, The Mexican, Ocean's Eleven. Um, and then it kind of, uh, well, it, it kind of goes downhill um, from there. there. There was another really good film that I watched the other day. Um, Eat, Pray and Love. That's another film that I watched where she goes and she's been in a relationship and he's quite controlling. So she leaves and goes abroad and kind of travels through um, Asia and she kind of discovers herself and meets, oh, wow. meets several different people. And again, she kind of falls in love. That's a 2010 film, um, Eat, Pray, Love. That's a really, really good film. So she, she's kind of kind of flitted in and out of being very, very popular, making amazing films, um, to making mediocre films. I mean, she's down as Mother's Day 2016. Uh, there's a film due to come out of uh, Secret in Their Eyes 2015. Uh, sorry, in a monster, uh, Money Monster 2016. So there's, um, she's got a few more films to come out. But I think she's a, a really, really good actress. Yeah. And, uh, and she can play the sentimental. She can play the comedy really well. So uh, I think it works. But yeah, this film's great. We've got, we haven't even discussed what we're going to do next, have we? No, um, no idea. I've got no idea. Whatsoever. But we are recording Flower tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing Flower tomorrow. We've watched episode 10 of Arrow and Flash. Yes. Or Flash and Arrow. Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's high points and low points, um, and especially on Arrow. So if you are a fan of both of those, um, and Legends of Tomorrow is coming out, please download our, um, or stream out uh, Flower podcast. It's on Stitcher. It's on iTunes. Yeah. And um, both had Oh My God endings, didn't they? Really? Both from this, especially about. Arrow, which I really <laughs> want to discuss with you. I've got, I'm going to watch it again tonight. Um, I've got lots of things I want to talk to you about. Can't wait. Um, that I'm a bit pissed off about, mainly with oh! Flash. So um, I really want to talk to you about them. Um, but yeah, so I'll post out on Twitter <clears throat> and on Facebook what we're going to do next. Or if there's a film that you want us to do, um, let us know. And we'll do anything. We've done some really good films. We've done some really shit films as well. Bitch slap. That is the worst. So, any film you want us to do, if we can get hold of it, we will do it. But um, thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Apart from kissing, you'll do anything. And uh, I'll do anything apart from watch Harry Potter. (laughs) Okay. Anything. (laughs) Yes. Anything. Okay. Thanks for listening. I'm going to prove I'll do anything. Yesterday, you wouldn't wait on me. Oh, you work on commission, right? Uh, yes. Big mistake. Big, huge. I have to go shopping now.